are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. We are just two friends who love murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine because, well, that's just what we do. This is the book club podcast that you never knew you wanted. I'm Nicola. And I'm Megan. And today we're discussing Anything for You by Saul Black. Dun, dun, dun. That was premature. It was premature, (laughs) but like, my head was just like, so black. He prematurely dun, dun. She has a really, she, I'm I'm a, he? Saul is a he. Wow. My bad. I am so sorry, but that's just such a dramatic name. So black. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Um. Well, before Megan reads the description, yes. I'm going to talk about the wine we're drinking today. Ah, so excited. It is called Sophia Rosé. By It's a Monterey County 2018 wine uh, by Francis Coppola. Ooh, Coppola is a really good wine. I didn't even notice that earlier. <laughs> it is 12.8% ABV. Yes. And unfortunately, it doesn't have a fun description for me to read. But it has a really great connection to the book. Oh, I'm so excited. We're about to talk about because one of the main characters is Sophia. Yes. And so when Megan saw the wine named a rose named Sophia, she was like, Had to get it. Duh. Duh. There was no further explanation needed. So I'm about to pop this open. It's this not- is kind of our first time, like, never having a bottle already ready to go. Yeah, we don't even have a glass full yet. This is. We're doing this right now live on the air. <laughs> and we prefer the winged wine um, the bottle wine. openers. Yeah, I can't. It's just easier, honestly. I can't do the other kind. I could, but just we don't have to have that. We sure don't. <laughs> Getting deep in there, okay? Making sure this comes out. Ooh. Ooh. That was pretty. <laughs> I like that. Lovely. Lovely. Okay. Pour us up a nice glass of some Sophia. Yeah. Sure, this isn't the only glass Sophia's been passed around to. You'll get it once we get into the book. Unless you've already read the book and then you're just laughing your ass off the whole time. <laughs> Warm glass. Oh, and it's such a pretty pink. That's also what attracted me to this bottle. Not only is it like not like a typical wine bottle. Because it's shaped very unique. The color of it is just beautiful. This is a beautiful pink. Beautiful rosé. Oh, we're about to kill this bottle soon. Oh, yeah. That bottle's almost empty already. And And we clink. clink. And drink. Oh. That's like a sweet rosé. That's nice. But it's not too sweet. No, I like that. Yeah. Sophia, I see you. I see you, girl. I think it tastes good. Oh, that was good. I like that. Okay. All right. What's the description? So, um, we kind of made the mistake of, you know, jumping into a book series and not really noticing that this was the third book in, but our number one fan, Sherry, shout out, badass bitch, <laughs> um, recommended this book to us. And even after listening to it, I still didn't even really know it was part of a series. Oh, I had no idea it was part of a series until, like... 30 minutes ago when Megan told me. Yeah, I was just like looking it up because this was such a hard book to come up with questions. I was like, what what questions are already out there? 
Psych, there aren't any because this is a book <laughs> series. But this is number three in the Valerie, Va- Valerie Hart series. So we kind of skipped a little bit around, but you don't have to read them in order necessarily. So we think. Till we read the other two, we'll let you know when we come across that. As far that. as we know, we didn't miss out on anything. No, it was still really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this book. But anyways, here we go with the um, synopsis of Anything for You by Soul Black. On a hot summer night, a watchful neighbor locks eyes with an intruder and unwittingly alerts the police to a vicious crime scene next door. A lavish master bedroom where a man lives dead. Lives. <laughs> lies dead. Wow. His li- his wife. His wife. I've been drinking a little bit. My bad. His wife is bleeding out onto the hardwood floor, clinging to life. The victim, Adam Grant was a well-known San Francisco prosecutor, a man whose connection to a homicide detective, Valerie Hart, brings her face-to-face with a life she's long since left behind. Adam's career made him an easy target, and a forensic evidence points towards an ex-con he put behind bars years ago. But while Adam's wife and daughter grapple with their tragic loss, Valerie uncovers dav- devastating clues the point to a mere, more ominous direction. Lurking in the shadows of the Grant's pristine life is a mysterious blonde who holds the key to the dangerous past. As Valerie struggles to forge a new path for herself, the investigation forces her to confront the question, Can we ever really live? Leave? Live? Leave? Leave? I don't know. Our past behind. <laughs> Sophisticated and stunning. Anything for you is an unforgettable thrill. Thriller. Wow, I am struggling tonight. I'm so sorry. That will grip readers long after turning the last page. That was dun dun dun. dun. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drinking for a few hours. That was really rough. I'm so sorry. Do you need another clink and drink? I think I do. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Let me clink. Let me drink. She did her best, guys. Don't judge No, her. I'm normally, like, really awful at reading aloud. Like, it's kind of one of my just struggles in life. I was actually one of those kids that was always in, like, a remedial reading class, even though now, like, I love to read everything. Your last couple, though, have been, like, on point. Yeah, this one, I guess, just with more alcohol. A little like, extra. Blah, blah, blah. We pre-drink a little extra today. A little extra. It's okay. It's my birthday weekend. It is your birthday weekend. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm like, fuck it. What, Let's what, get what? drunk, girl. Oh, yeah. By the time this comes out, it'll be well after my birthday weekend. But right now. Honestly, the day, if you already, you probably already listened to it, but when Intensity comes out, that is my actual birthday. Mm. So if you listen to Intensity, that was my birthday. So, you know, go ahead and shout me out. Tell me happy birthday. It's I'll, such I'll a great episode to come out on your actual birthday because it's <laughs> such a fucked up intense book. I know. I wish we had remembered when we recorded that it was coming out on my birthday. Because we could have made it like a birthday episode. Oh, we could have made it like, hello, yeah. Nicole's birthday. Yeah, but. Eh, oh, well. Okay. Until then, you just get my mess ups of reading shit. And this is my actual birthday weekend, even though it's coming out way in the future. But who cares? Drink. Fuck it. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday to me. Happy birthday, Nicole. <laughs> Almost. You know what I'm missing? What? By working from home. Hmm. Not one person on my team remembered it was my birthday weekend. Doesn't matter. Guess guess who remembered it was your birthday weekend? Obviously, the people that matter. Well, yeah. But 
<laughs> I'm used to being at work and my cubicle would be decorated yeah. and like I'd have a birthday spread. And then one of my other coworkers, her birthday was yesterday. And I remember today to ask her like, hey, your birthday's coming up. I know it's around mine. She's like, oh, it was yesterday. And I was like, oh, well, happy belated birthday. So I like individually reminded her. But no one remembered yours. Nobody remembered hers and nobody remembered mine. Aww. Although last month we were working from home and everyone made it a point to point out the birthday people. Well, I guess. And nobody did it for us well, maid babies. And I'm just kind of like meh. a little bit. Well, at least we're going to turn up tomorrow and have yeah. a great celebration. Yes. So at least my BFFs remembered yes. and we're celebrating. Absolutely. All right. Let's get this question. Um, so as started. always, uh, my questions are kind of like in a funky order. Um, this was probably one of the hardest books for me to come up with questions. Just because for me personally, this was a different style of book um, in general. This was a very detective from the detective's yeah. point of view, which you get to hear the victims and even the killers yeah. like intermixed. But because it was like very heavy detectives, this is something very different for me. So you probably came up with all of your questions after you listened to the whole thing? Uh-huh. Okay, so I shouldn't expect any sort of chronological I tried my order. best, to be honest with you, but I'm also well, really awful at just doing a chronological well, order question. Thanks for the heads up, because at least I don't have to, like, yell at you and be like, wait, I'm not there yet. Now no, I'm, yeah, Now I'm sure. just expecting it, and I'll just go with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> but this one first starts off with the beginning of the book. So... What were your thoughts on the beginning of the book? It opened with Sophia killing Dwight. Did you suspect anything there? Oh, uh, okay. So I wrote in the beginning of my notes. Um, I knew who Sophia was. They uh, they said her. I don't think they had named Dwight yet. No, I just added that in. I'm, obviously, I'm not trying to get you to clarify your question. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, yes. my own thought yes. process. Okay, like. So I didn't know, uh, obviously at the very beginning, I didn't know that it was Dwight. Um, later you find that out. But, so my initial thoughts at the beginning was, okay, who's the Sophia chick? And I was like, who's the narrator? Yeah, the narrator kind of threw me. It was just so... At the beginning it did. Yeah. I think later on it was just whoever story they were telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess at the very beginning it was probably Dwight was narrating it. Yeah. It kind of, it really did take on different narrating roles. It now did. that I think about yeah. it, yeah. So at the beginning, because I didn't know Dwight's name, I think that's why I was like, "Who's the narrator?" Because he was telling the story, but they didn't use his name at the beginning. So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure that out. Absolutely. And then I put, oh, "Why did she kill the guy?" And then I said, "She put, or she said she didn't want to do any of the things she had to do, so she makes herself do them." So I was just really like, "Okay, who is this bitch?" Why is she murdering this guy? She says she doesn't want to do it, but she has to do it. Yeah. So I was just really in this, like, trying to figure out her motive behind killing him. It was such an interesting opening scene. I guess that's mm-hmm. why it stuck out to me because it, it very quickly switched to more of, like, a present or um, kind of, like, a role that, like, led into, like, where the book was going to con- continue to carry on. Right. So I was just like, wait, why was that at the very beginning? But it made so much sense, like, as you continue reading. So my thoughts at the beginning were just trying to figure out, it's not that I was mad that she was killing the guy because I didn't know who these people were yet. Yet. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I was just trying to figure out, okay, why is she killing this guy? She says she doesn't want to kill him, but she has to. So there's got to be a reason behind it. And usually when a woman kills, it's not just 
random killing usually which as we come like come around and like listen to the rest of the book we find out the real reasons yeah, why it is not kind of like yeah. like wow okay very it, diligent it wasn't random so you know when a woman kills it's a very precise meaningful yes. reason behind it um typically so i was just really trying to figure out who was she killing and i think pretty quickly we figured out his name was Dwight. Yeah, that's why I included it in my question. (coughs) Right, but in the opening narration, you didn't know that. No, absolutely not, because it kind of switched quickly to, like, the next perspective. Mm -hmm. And the book did that quite often, where it kept switching perspectives, going, um, like, back into the past. Like, it had a lot of flashbacks, had a couple. It really didn't have any flash-forwards, no foreshadowing. I appreciated the dates that helped me keep Mm -hmm. things straight and figure out clues and things like that. So, Very organized, yeah, this so book. Dwight was killed on July 31st. Adam was killed on August 5th. And so right away when Adam was killed and they were trying to pin it on Dwight, I was like, nope. Oh, I didn't pay attention to the dates as much as you did. Oh. I should have. I knew that from the beginning. Dang. That oh, that's my bad. They that's were my bad. pinning it on Dwight the whole time. And I was like, no. Dwight was dead on the 31st. Adam didn't die till the 5th. That means so. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 we'll get there. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it yet. Okay. Okay. Here's my first question. Yes, please go ahead. Okay. So I remember in the last book, you kind of asked me a question about um, the male author. Yeah. That was the woman in the window. Yes. You, you asked if that changed my perspective. Yeah. And in that book, it didn't. <coughs> it didn't really register to me that it was different. I honestly didn't know until we just started that this was a male author, so. No, I mean, and the, and the woman. <laughs> no, yes, 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 yes. And the woman. I'm automatically window. relating it to what we just read, yeah. Okay, yeah, but this one, I knew it was a male author. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my question. What did you think of the overt sexual nature of this book? Because I know that a lot, of, some of the books we've read in the past, they did have, you know, sexual scenes, but this one just seemed overly perverted and overly it was just always there a and very was, sexualized woman yeah the woman was very sexual very sexualized like the woman like like um okay so sophia let's just go ahead and get into that well that's not even who i'm talking about but sophia and all like the other characters i guess i was starting with her because the way that the outfits were expressed even in the beginning she was very high class okay let me clarify my okay. question because I wrote this at the very beginning. This was all mostly about the detective. Okay. Detective Valerie. Her inner thoughts and her everything was very sexual. Oh, yeah. She was like a horn dog the whole book. Before you even know about Sophia at all. Like, mm-hmm. so. Just, okay. Yes, obviously the whole entire book is sexual. But I guess because <laughs> I, in the beginning I was writing this, my thought process was more about her. And I just know they use the word cunt a lot. Mm. Not that I hate the word, but usually that's not a typical word you use to describe a female. Like so often, like yeah, it, it was expressed. Like I honestly didn't catch that, honestly. Yeah. But now that now that you bring it up, wow, that was kind of mentioned a, and a ton. And to me, the it almost came off instead of okay. So you, for example, the book you, yeah, not you, <laughs> yeah, not you as a person, but the book. It had obviously a lot of sexual scenes, 
but it was written by a woman and it came off as more kind of sexy and sensual and well all the times joe like touched himself yeah but it came off a little more like oh i was definitely like sexy right it was definitely more of like a pleasing like read you're like "Mm, mm, okay where this did not feel that it felt more of a perversion i get that now yeah absolutely and and I'm answering, I think I'm just answering my own question instead of letting you answer. So I'm sorry. But no, no, like I'm very <laughs> agreeing with you. I guess I never really thought about it that way, but it absolutely makes sense. Like the women in this book were more sexualized to where they were more property and yeah. described more as that type yeah. rather as them being strong, independent women. Mm-hmm. The They were just kind of like pieces of meat. That's and how I feel like, like most of the, like, and the way it wow. was described, and this relates back to you asking me about the woman in the window, if mm-hmm. I knew any differences because a man wrote it. This was the first time I was like, oh, a man obviously wrote these sex scenes. Because there's just... Does that make sense? No, I get that. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, a woman, I feel like, would have been more subtle about it. I mean, okay, so for example, when we get into, like, knowing about Sophia a little bit, uh-huh. we get to hear about the outfits that she wore and or her past mother, or like, the the background scenes that we had about her mother. Right. And all the scenes of that in general, mm-hmm. I get it now. Yeah. Because it was just so flashy. It, like, really expressed, like, what they were wearing, how they felt, like, touching themselves, masturbating came up a whole it was bunch. really bam in your face where i feel like when a and maybe i don't know if we're just stereotyping we could gender, be sure but from my own experience and things i've read in the past usually when a woman writes it or like even if we are talking about things we're more subtle it's not like all out in the open like that like oh i masturbated myself in the mirror looking at myself and like these outfits like that's yeah. not quite as it almost seemed yeah. like a man writing out his like fantasies Hey, do you, man? I mean, I'm not complaining. No. I just was like, this was the first time that it kind of was like bam in my face. Like, oh, now that you said it, oh, absolutely. <laughs> because at the times I was just like, I just don't know a lot of girls that's like gonna go put on a really scandalous outfit and then go in the mirror and go masturbate real hard or talk yeah. about masturbation in that like such derogatory so tone. Matter of factly. Yes. Not really derogatory, but just so matter of factly. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, okay, yeah, I absolutely see what you're saying. I yeah. didn't catch it, but I'm there now. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take over my own question. No, you, you added a lot of great points to your own <laughs> questions. So sometimes we write things to answer ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Ooh, okay, that one needs to be switched to a later part. Um, okay, were you ever convinced that Dwight killed Adam? No. Really? Yeah, because like I said, I paid attention to the dates. Ah. Uh, so, I didn't really either. I was just like, mm, it just doesn't seem so likely. Like, they're trying to, they're pushing it so hard on me. I didn't want to believe it. Well, for me, it wasn't even that. I just knew automatically Dwight couldn't have done it because he was killed on the 31st and Adam died on the 5th. That's impossible. Impossible. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. You can't kill someone when you're already dead. Man, I wish I would have caught on to the dates. This would have made my life a lot easier. Yeah, I write the dates down when they mention them. I'm like, these are important. I write them down. See, I'm more or less cleaning, like, oh, that's great. And then I'm like doing something in like my house. No, yeah, get it. Okay, 
um what were your initial thoughts and impressions maybe even just your overall throughout the book as it progressed your thoughts about detective valerie oh you want to talk about detective valerie huh Mm -hmm. so this is my question about detective valerie (laughs) um what did you think of vanessa hart as a lead detective vanessa what is her name valerie (laughs) wow i fucked that up well, hey, you had to tell me her last name was hard. I put Valerie Lopez. That's fair enough. So what did you how think about... did you come up with a Vanessa, and how did I come up with Lopez? I don't understand. <laughs> Can't sabe. I swear they said her name was Valerie Lopez. Well, I wrote Vanessa, but all the other ones... That's funny. It's clearly anyway. Valerie in all my other notes. Wow, yeah. Megan. Okay. So what did you think of valerie hart as the lead detective we learned about her past present and a glimpse into her future and then i have another part of it but we'll get into it a little bit later so mine was essentially like what do you thought about her too um she was kind of like a hot mess in a way she now knowing that it's the third book in the series makes a little bit more sense for, like, the way her background just progressed, we learned that she used to be kind of an alcoholic, and she used to go, she cheated on her husband and slept around with men. Well, you learn, okay, as they tell you that part first, mm-hmm. and then you learn later that they were together and pregnant and she had a miscarriage. Yes, that was later down so, the line, yeah. So then you figure out, oh, okay, so after the miscarriage, they broke up, and she went through this, like, dark. Sleep with whatever and whoever. And drink a lot yeah. phase. So that makes sense. So you got to learn about it a little bit. But I bet if we had read the first and second book. It would have made a lot more sense. I bet that aspect of the storyline was more prominent. It, it would have had to have been. Or it would have been like when she was a little bit younger. So this book would have been like years later when Maybe. she kind of coped with shit. Yeah. Which now I want to go back and read the other two books because, well... Yeah. What are we going to learn about her in the first two? Yeah. But as a character, I thought she was a very strong detective. Um, I was really impressed with her mentality of being on her own team. Yeah, she had a couple guys that worked with her. But when it came out to, like, really interviewing the victims or the real detective, like, on-scene work, she was by herself. Which, badass bitch, girl, you go do you. Um, I noticed that a lot of the, like, uh... The other two guys that she worked very close with, I forget mm-hmm. their names or my notes, but they stayed at the office and did more of like, they checked out the technology that was brought in from Rachel and Adam's home and they looked mm-hmm. at that. So I thought it was pretty, really significant that she was out in the field on her own, which showed a lot of courage and a lot of strength as a character. I just, I really admired that. Like, wow, the lead, like main detective girl is out there grinding and at that, staying up enormous hours, trying to figure out the bottom of this. And even when the case was quote unquote solved, she didn't feel like it was. Like she kept digging. So I really liked just learning about that part of her. Very interesting. I had a whole other opinion on her. Oh, really? Okay. I honestly didn't like her. Oh. I didn't like her at all. Um, She's kind of a hot mess. She... I mean, okay, not to say I didn't like her at all was maybe harsh. I just, I was annoyed by her. I was trying to understand her the whole time. Yes, and I didn't get it. I didn't understand why she was 
working this investigation all by herself? No, I didn't either, but I I assume something in her past led her to that. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't even really know. But usually detectives work in pairs. Yeah, no, so most partner. of the time. And so there were times sometimes where she was out following a witness or a potential suspect and she was all on her own. Like when she was following Dwight's brother and she followed him into the woods and she was by herself and mm. she ends up getting attacked by him because he didn't realize it was her and he just was thinking of some random person yeah. following him. Like you could have got yourself killed. Like I thought there were times there she was acting very reckless and stupid. Oh, no, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. And then also I was really tired of her internal thoughts because a lot of them, like we, like my first question about the overt sexualness, they were constantly like, oh, I know I'm married and we're trying to have a baby, but oh, I'd like to fuck this guy over here. Yeah, I was I was a little confused by that as well, just because like we learned about her past. She was a heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that now that we know about the miscarriage, right. that could have led to the heavy drinking, her sense. cheating on her husband. Right. But she kept sexualizing, like, all of the other guys she met, and that was really even, peculiar to me, Even too. the witnesses, like Dwight's brother, like, she, if she hadn't known she was pregnant... She would have went and, like... She probably would have gone and go ahead and fucked him. Yeah. And... It was so easy for her, it seems like. It wasn't yeah. a hard choice. Yeah, it wasn't. She's like, yeah, it seemed like it was hard for her to not do it. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't necessarily get that either. Like, I know us as married women, we can go, oh, that guy's cute. But there's not a thought in my mind going, oh, I could fuck him. No, not at all. Like, not even a little bit. I didn't connect with her in that in the slightest. But that's also, like, now knowing that's book three. Yeah. I'm wondering. Now that you told me that. But I yeah. didn't know that as I'm, like, listening and writing these questions. So, for me, she's a little bit of an annoying character. Very promiscuous. Yeah, and... If you truly, and it seemed like her and her husband did have a very good connection. Like, he trusted her more than she even trusted herself. Yeah, and you could tell that they have awesome chemistry. Like, her, their co-workers are always like, oh, get a room, that kind of thing. You know, so you can tell that when they're together that they have a really good relationship. They have a good, awesome mm. chemistry. So why is it so easy for her to just be like, Oh, it's really hard for me to not sleep with this guy who's not my husband. Because he's cute. That was kind of the only grounds of it all. Yeah, like, which me, I mean, her internal thoughts were very annoying and irritating to me. And especially to find out how much she had, she had in common with the victim. Mm-hmm. And okay, so let's get into that. So Adam is the, the guy that gets murdered in right. the beginning of the book. And then we find out that um, oh, she took him home one night. She she during her what was that it was crazy slut phase. She had a very specific way of like calling herself, which like overall goes on goes yeah. to like the big umbrella is. And she was, was drinking and she was being very promiscuous, and so, so she called herself something among that. I don't remember, but four years it was four years prior. Yeah, to the murder, mm-hmm. she and Adam almost hooked up, like they got drunk. They drank together, they made out, they went home together, but he couldn't quite get it up. Okay, but pause there. Before we get any further, further, her as lead detective, should she have even taken this case? No, that was a big thing with her. With her. Ethically? Like, no, she should not she have. She shouldn't have. She should have removed herself, but she's like, you know what? We didn't actually sleep together. Does it mean it? Like, and <gasps> it was four years ago, so I'm going to go ahead and see this through. And that was another thing that just annoyed me. I, was, I don't know. 
I just no that that was the part that wasn't okay with me. Yes, like throughout, like she was a great detective. All of this, she was. But of course, there were things that I was just like, I'm not taking, um, I'm not saying she wasn't a good detective. I just think her choices and maybe her morals are a little skewed. Even though she thought she was so morally correct. Yeah, I don't know. I she annoyed me most of the book. But like, okay, so and even I don't know if we're gonna get into this later, but even with her keeping the fact that she was like four weeks pregnant from her husband, and we'll get back into that here in a little bit, okay, for sure. Okay. But just I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was morally correct for her to be someone that upholds the law, a detective, someone that's even more superior in the law to take on a case that she was that close to, as well as meet the mother of the guy that she almost fucked. Not mother. Wow. The wife of the guy she almost fucked. Mm-hmm. And then, like, to interact with Rachel that much and knowing what she did, mm-hmm. that just isn't morally correct, in my opinion. Yeah, because say this hat. Okay, obviously, if you've read the whole book and everything, you know that by the end, there is no actual real evidence. The case doesn't actually go to court. Yeah. Um, but if it had, and it came out... That the lead detective Mm. had a relationship with Adam. That's grounds for the whole thing to be dismissed. A mistrial dismissed. Yeah. Like, obviously, she lied about not, she didn't tell anyone she had a relationship with this guy, no matter. Besides her current husband. And even he was just like, "Mm, are you sure? He was like, you're not even asking me for your, your. for my opinion. So you're just going to do it anyways? You're, oh, okay. Yeah, you're just letting me know so yeah. I, I won't be mad later. But you're not even asking me for your your opinion because you already made it up and you're going to keep this case. Yeah, that was, if it had been real life, that would not be okay. Because if it goes to court and that came out, you fucked the whole, the whole case. For sure. Like, no coming back from that. Nope. Can't be tried for the same thing twice. Sorry. Because mm-hmm. I was in California. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Your turn. Um, all right, well, I'm just moving on forward. I mean, there's, there's, like, this book moves kind of, like, slow and then quickly and then slow. It was, like, a weird-paced book. Anyways, um, let's talk about A Glimpse into Abigail's Life. How did you feel about that addition to the book? Before we even know, like, how that ties in later, um, how did you feel about that, like, just ex excerpt? Of Abigail. Okay, well, here's my next question for you. Perfect. Let's go. <clears throat> bring it. What sort of emotions did Abigail's life story bring out in you? <laughs> so many emotions. <laughs> okay, so reread your question so I don't answer my exact question. Okay, fair enough. Um, once again, it was, let's talk about a glimpse into Abigail's life. How did you feel about that addition? Meaning just like all of that added into the book. Okay, so basically it's the same question. Mm, yeah, so pretty how much. Did, how mm-hmm. did I feel about it? Emotions, same uh-huh, thing. Yeah. Okay, so get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that okay, I'm just gonna write down the emotions that I put down. It brought out a lot of sadness. Yes, because she was such a small child with this mother who was obviously like mentally ill in some way. Like, oh, I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. She ha- was probably suffering from like bipolarness. Okay, can I read you the notes that I wrote about um, that scene? Sure. Okay, so I wrote, um, "What was her mom's medicine? Drugs. Her mom 
jo- uh, Joanna is some sort of druggie for her to blow up the way she did at her during the zoo scene on the way home. Poor Abigail. Her mom must be a drug user and or someone that offers sex for money. And, um, Which turns out she was both. Yeah, so like but I, I got onto that really quick just because of like the quick snaps of her mom. I was like, wait, 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 that's not normal. Her mom shouldn't be like all of a sudden like chill and then blowing the fuck up, up at her because she wanted to eat a hot dog. Well, that's why bipolar came to mind. For oh, me. Okay, okay. See, drugs automatically mind me. We're like Bleh, drugs, but pro- and it could, it could be, be both. It could be both. Could be. Maybe she was taking bipolar medicine and it wore off. But I think if you were to actually taking bipolar medicine, it's supposed to like level it would you out. I feel probably work all day. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but it, it could be both though. Maybe she was self medicating. She could have. She could have self medicated. Like maybe especially like, before that zoo scene. And if it's that quick, maybe it's something like cocaine or something. I mean, yeah. To I'm, give her the energy and the up and whatever. And mm-hmm. then when the cocaine wears off, and this is complete, total complete specula- speculation, obviously, but just a complete down. And so she gets right back into those extreme moods. Because so. the whole time Abigail was like, I really want a soda and a hot dog. Which her mom said she they could afford. But I don't want to ask for it because, and then she was like, but sometimes we go places and my mom opens her purse, and she doesn't have enough money to be able to even do it. And she didn't even want to go, and her mom's like, what do you want to do today? She's like, I want to go to school. And her mom yelled at her for wanting to go to school. She's Just like, such a tough. And so the Abigail had to be like, oh, no, I'll go wherever you want. Like, let's do what you want to do. We'll have a good day. And then it took her mom taking her, quote, unquote, medicine, whatever it was. To make her happy. To make her happy. Upper. And for a moment, it was like, oh, she is like a good, happy mom, like, Oh, you can get a soda and a hot dog. Like, you have enough money for that. And then later she asked her, and the mom was like, what? And then, yeah. The Pick, d- choose. What do you want? Soda or a hot dog? What do you want? Which one? And obviously the drug was worn off because she went that extreme down. Like, it went from, in the morning it was like, snap, sad, snappy, angry, to even kill ah. and happy and like, yeah, let's And then do extreme this. down. And then the extreme anger. Like, ooh, that's hard. And then she was even, why did they have to get the ride home from that guy? Was it, did the car break down or, do you remember? Mm-mm. Not that part, no. So at the zoo, she got the hot dog and everything, but her mom, for some reason, couldn't drive them home. She had to call her that guy, her pimp. Oh, probably because she was, A, coming down or just didn't have enough energy to drive home or... Or the car what, broke down. What something. have you, any of those scenarios, I'm sure, would yeah, be appropriate. Yeah, so something like that happened. And remember, Abigail had to pee. And she didn't want the soda because she knew later... She had to pee. If she had to pee. And then her mom yelled at her for not eating the hot dog because she didn't really want the hot dog anymore. But she ate it anyway, so her mom wouldn't be mad. But then she had to pee so bad that she didn't ask anyone to stop because she didn't want to be yelled at for that. But by the time they got to the house, and then her mom and do you remember the guy's name? Was it Vincent? Um, let me check. Let me see if I wrote his name down. No, Vincent is the older dude that was in Somniac from the other house. Oh, okay. But you know what I'm talking about, right? I know who you're talking about, but I don't quite remember his name. I know he was part of the police. No, not that guy. That not that Larry. guy. This was the guy that picked them up from the zoo, and then... Mm-mm. I don't remember them. Okay. I just another guy that mom was just 
but it was like her, they never specifically called him her pimp but that was basically what yeah. he was anytime she needed a little extra money he would give it to her but obviously it came for a price a price a favor yeah and so when they got back to the house and abigail was like okay so she had to pee right it was mm-hmm. really really bad and she didn't want to pee her pants she was like mom can I have the keys to the house have to use the bathroom mom can I have the keys to the house and finally the, the guy that drove them home had to be like just give her the keys and so she was like given the keys and she was trying to run up the stairs so quickly that she tripped and peed herself and peed herself and she was like at first it just felt fucking fantastic <laughs> and then it was cold and sticky yeah and then all of a sudden you're like oh I'm on the stairs and I just peed myself and then she glimpsed caught an eye back at the car and saw the guy pushing her mom's head down to his lap and the mo- and Joanna wasn't even going to make her get out of the car before she was going to try and do that. Joanna just didn't really even care if uh, Abigail was there for any of the acts. It's horrible. It was absolutely horrible. So as far as like, so sadness was one emotion that got brought up in me. Um, I was very enraged a lot of times. I was disgusted. I was, I think the, the part that really disgusted me the most was when we found out that the detective that supposedly saved Joanna from whatever she committed, I mean, we don't really find out what happened that incriminated her that could have sent her to mm-hmm. jail. Mm-hmm. But this detective comes in, I don't remember his name. Larry. Larry. He comes in and he's like saving them. Mm-hmm. But as soon as jo- as soon as Abigail's quote unquote old enough in his mind, he starts taking her for himself. And that was when my heart literally just like sunk so hard that a 15 year old girl however old she was was having to come like favor that guy so he didn't send her mom to prison yeah she was fucking 15 so i have a little thing about that yeah because that really brought out like like murderous rage in me no absolutely i know we read a lot of like gory things but anytime that has to do with rape but we don't read a lot that has to do with children no like rape was one of the things that when i read about it i have a really hard time reading about it whether it's fiction or real but child Um, rape is but especially when it's a child it just brings out an extra level it's a whole nother level of like fucked upness yes so i put um i go oh it's like fucking larry he's going to rape a teenager and use her mom going to jail as a way to manipulate her. I hope she tells her mom or runs away. And then I swear immediately after I wrote that sentence, the next thing in the book was, oh, and if you tell your mom or run away, I, you, your mom is going to go to jail. No, it's just such a hard thing to even like listen to because that's such a reality for just some younger women just in life. Yeah. And that, that that was hard, like, knowing that this is a fiction, this is fake. Right. But knowing but you that know this that situation is absolutely a real situation that could happen. I was like, what a dick. I was like, I fucking hate him. And she was 15. She was a baby. 15. A baby. I can't even drive. At 15, I was so ugh, stupid and innocent. I had only kissed, like, one boy, and that was just, like, a, a peck on the lips. It wasn't even a real fucking kiss. Like... But okay, so back up just a sec. Ugh. So we know that, as we learned that um, Joanna was 
a, a sex worker. That's kind of what she did, right? Mm-hmm. And then we learned that uh, Abigail, one of the things that she liked to do when she was home alone was to dress up in Joanna's old clothes and all of that. So, like, the next part of my question that I was going to ask you is, like, nature versus nurture. So how do we think all of that, like, plays into everything? I don't think she did that until she was in high school. Mm -hmm. And that boy said to her, is anyone fucking you? Yes, I remember that scene. And then she was just like, hmm. She's like, what do you mean? And and she's like, no one one would want to fuck me. And then she goes home, and that's when she starts putting on her mom's clothes and playing with makeup. And So how do you think that ties into the rest? Like, nature versus nurture. Do you, like, okay, so we know that she was watching her mom. She watched her go through all of these hard things. Like, Okay, let me just ask you my next question. Go for it. Because <laughs> we both asked the same question, so it's my turn again, right? Uh, sure. So whatever. Whatever. Um, what do you think about Abigail ending up being a sex worker just like her mother even though she hated the fact that her mom did that i thought it was unfortunately ironic Mm -hmm. i thought it was sometimes when you're brought up by whatever you're brought up in Mm -hmm. is what you unfortunately end up in because it's all you know yeah and so to kind of hit on what you were talking about just prior um i don't think her dressing up as a teenager dressing up in her mom's clothes and putting on makeup and Kind of exploring, like, oh, I actually, am, I look hot. Like, I'm pretty, I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a nature versus nurture thing. I think that's just a natural coming of age, sure, growing up thing. And like, oh, I didn't realize, like, I could put in a little effort to my look, and I can look pretty. Okay. And I think if her mom hadn't died, that you know, maybe she could have, because she was 15. If she could have graduated high school and been able to move on and have her own life, I think she might have been okay. Okay, but up until that point, was it definitely nature or nurture taking over? Because she had a choice. She didn't have to go into the same field her mom went into. She watched her mom she didn't. literally die and everything that became of all that situation. But the only way she found her way out was to continue doing what her what mom she hated. was doing in general and honestly okay obviously she has everybody has a choice they do i yeah. do agree with that but i think in her circumstance i don't think she saw that she had any other choice maybe it was like the only out she ever thought she could ever have well think that's about all she it. saw but think about it so her mom's dad the only other parental figure in her life is that awful asshole raping was her larry who's raping her who was a cop and cops, that's why, oh, that makes so much, okay, so, like, as we find out later. So, to her. So many connections. Cops aren't safe. She can't go to the cops. Yeah. That's why she didn't turn the cop. She didn't call in and be like, my mom just died. Well, good on her for getting on her own, but it sucks the way she had to do it all. Because she's like, oh, if I call in, then I'm going to have to, I'm going to be put in the system. But she found out what CPS stands for. And who knows, you know, she could have ended up in a house just like Larry. She could have. Even worse. Or someone worse. And so she chose to run away. And she unfortunately, she went to that guy, the guy from the, after the zoo. Yeah. For help. It was the only thing she and knew. all she wanted was $50. Like, what a fucking dick that you can't just give a teenager $50 and let her be on her way. Instead, he had to turn her into a sex worker and make money off of her. And Awful. then... 
completely awful. And because of what Larry had done to her, she was already like, well, whatever, this is all I'm good for, I guess. So Ugh. It was it was just really sad and disheartening and enraging all at the same time. My next question, I think we already touched on it, is like, did you catch on that Jocelyn was a hooker or a sex worker? I'm sorry, I put hooker in my notes. Who's Jocelyn? Joanna. Wow. Oh. I'm fucking up all the names in this book. <laughs> no, that Joanna was someone that oh, oh. worked in that field, and I felt like that was pretty obvious. That was very obvious. That was a very, um, yeah. like, question. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's get into a little bit after we found out about Abigail's past, which was a kind of a great, awful glimpse into the book. I, I really appreciated that excerpt into the book just because I got all that background knowledge, even though it was awful to listen to. But also that's when you realize that Sophia was Abigail. I don't think we yes. we didn't touch on that. What comes back to our wine tonight? Yeah, so the main character, one of the main characters at the beginning and throughout the thing is Sophia, who you know killed Dwight. Yes. Then you learn about Abigail's past, and that's when you learn that Sophia is Abigail. Yes. So my next question for you is, why do you think Adam saved Abigail? Because right up until then, we learned that Abigail got treated like a princess by this guy, a random guy. Mm -hmm. Got her feet rubbed, back rubbed, and then he beat the ever-living shit out of her. Yep. Left her on the side of the street. Why did Adam pick her up, stay in the hospital, and then take care of her afterwards? So, like, why did he save her? Any idea? Well, we find out later, but I put in my notes, I just put, um, okay, and now we know Sophia and Adam met, or we know how Sophia and Adam met. But it seemed like he tried to help her, so why kill him? Because I thought Sophia had killed Adam. Yeah. Because... I obviously knew Dwight didn't do it because Dwight was already dead. See, my whole – I was I, opposite. I was like, what did Dwight do? But, like, at this point, I was kind of like, hmm. Okay, hold on. I think I have to back up because some of my notes here. Back, back, back it up. Okay, so – oh, yeah. So, I put – because I take, took track of the notes. I put August 1st. Sophia wakes up feeling sore from killing Dwight because there was a part where she was like, oh, if I didn't know better, I would have thought, like, I have the flu or something, because I have that kind of body ache. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really sore and tired and whatever. So, like, okay, so I know Sophia killed Dwight. And I said, was Dwight killed at the Grant's country house? Mm -hmm. Yes. I go, why does, and then I put, why does Valerie do all of the investigating on her own? It seems like she never follows protocol. Uh-huh. Like, why are you snooping at other people's houses? Yeah. When they don't know you up in there, girl. And then at some point I had written, um, did the killer of Adam dismember Dwight's body and use his fingerprints to frame Dwight? Fuck you. <laughs> Can you just stop? <laughs> like, why do we even do this anymore? If you just know everything that's going to happen. And I put... They found Dwight's body, and I was right. The hands and feet are missing. Fuck you, Nicole. <laughs> Can you just, like, stop being so superior at, like, reading books and figuring out the mystery before the mystery solved? And then I was like, and now we know how Sophia and Adam met. But why Why did he help her? Why did he want to help her? So so why did Adam save Abigail? And I... No, I know that was your question. I had to backtrack to like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get my thought process mm -hmm. to there. Like, and it wasn't Abigail. He 
Sophia is who you thought he thought he saved. She said his her name was Sophia. Okay, I guess I just wrote Abigail because that was the because you knew she was Abigail. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has like four different names in this book. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I have another point on that. They very briefly meet uh, mention somebody named Vicky and her ex husband. Hold on, where is it? Uh, yeah, because that's back here. I said, does Vicky, Abigail, Sophia, whoever, plan to kill herself and make it look like a murder? Is she Rachel? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. So, who is Vicky and Pete was my notes. And then Pablo the dog? There was a house fire? I'm confused. Did yeah. he find a body? Pete was a side character. Who was married to Vicky. Vicky. And then his dog Pablo and him were out walking and found Dwight's body. Oh, I missed so that So that was part. like two, three more like characters, so like just briefly mentioned. Okay. And he was the one that ended up finding Dwight's body. Oh, I missed that part because I was thinking Vicky was another persona because the way she was described and because uh, Pete caught Vicky cheating on him. And the way she was, like, bent over and, like, just being given to her pretty good and whatever. I thought that was Sophia. I think it was just a little... That was just a random thing. Random side characters, yeah. That makes so much more sense because I had a later thought where I was like, why did they even bring that up? All right, Nicole. I think we've avoided it long enough. We've been ranting for a while now about characters that (laughs) are just side characters at that Let's get, um, it's inevitable. Are you ready? No. Oh. We have to do the reveal. Yeah. Do you want to take a sip first? Because this is a pretty tough ending to the book, actually. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take a sip. I thought we were going to clink before Mm. we sipped. Oh, I can clink again and take another (laughs) sip. That's fine, too. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess, I mean, it's not my next question, but I know I wrote notes over it. Uh Uh-huh. So, I guess I want to hear your notes first. Okay. So, what you got about the big reveal? Oh, the big reveal. Yeah. Fuck. Uh-huh. Wasn't on your same page as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, like, start stapling your notes uh, in order. Well, I wrote them. I wrote page numbers. Oh. So, um, where the fuck did I write? Oh, there it is. Found it. <laughs> I'm so glad. I don't know what we would have done if you didn't. Oh yeah, because we were just talking about how is Vicky, Ab- Abigail, Sophia? Are they all the same person? Just, there was just a lot. We just talked you, about a shit ton. Yeah, and you just reminded you, or you just pointed out to me that Vicky was not one of the personas. Uh huh. That was just an but another character. But guess who is another of the personas of Abigail and Joanna. Not Joanna. Fuck. Abigail and Sophia. Oh. Holy shit. Sophia is Rachel. Oh. Oh, is that how you feel? (laughs) Rachel is Abigail? What What? the fuck? (laughs) Is what I wrote. I said, Adam saved her after she was beat by one of her clients. He, quote unquote, saved her from that lifestyle. Rachel killed Dwight on July 31st, cut off his hands and feet to leave his prints at the house, then steeled herself to kill Adam and stab herself. 
Rachel made sure Elspeth was away so she could kill Adam. Yep. And then I have more. I put, okay, so I figured out the who and the how. I just don't know the why. Did And then as I was writing these, I figured out the why. But yes. I didn't know I had figured out the why. Yes. Is, uh, hold on, I don't know the why. Did Adam abuse their daughter? Is that why she started acting out? Was Dwight just a means to an end? That's why Elspeth said it was her fault. Adam abused her and she told her mom. Her mom promised to divorce him and instead sent Elspeth to her friend's house so she could kill Adam. Oh, okay. So you're a lot more descriptive than I am. Mine was more or less. So beforehand, the investigators, they were just like, okay, so what's up with Elspeth? They went and go, they went and interviewed her best friend's mom and, um, uh, something that um, Elsbeth said in the past was like, I wish my dad was dead. Mm-hmm. And then the mom was like, oh, she's just sleeping around with boys. And so these were my notes. What does Elsbeth know? How is it her fault? Is she is sleeping around with boys? What? And then um, that just, that, that was really all. Because yeah. <laughs> it didn't take much more after that to realize what was happening. Uh-huh. Which, okay, let's just... Yeah. So, it Adam, makes, piece of shit. Yeah, it makes so much sense now. Like, piece of fucking shit. Especially when uh, Valerie, the, det- the detective, is questioning Rachel, and Elspeth was nearby, and she's like, it's all my fault. And Rachel was just trying to protect her the whole that time. That poor baby. But she is such a strong time. fucking mom, though. Yes. To do whatever she could to save her daughter. Okay, but okay, let's let's get into this next thing. Okay, so I know I earlier asked you, mm-hmm. why did Adam save Abigail? Okay, so if Adam saved Abigail, which we now know is Rachel, wouldn't he have at least known her past? Or do you think Rachel never shared her stepfather and that ordeal? I'm not sure. I mean, the book never touched on it. it um, right? I, from what I just read... In my head, he was just like, oh, and also, I think Adam was older than her. Yeah. Because when he found her and saved her, she was only 18. Okay, yeah. So, I think he already kind of had. Bitch, I'm older than you. I can do whatever I want. Mm. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, like, I think he already. Saving. What's the word I'm looking for? Predilection? Predilection? Mm, okay yeah maybe because she was so young is that the right word he, am i saying he kind of did no i don't know if it's the right word but he did prey on her <laughs> but you know the word i'm trying to go for yeah so he stayed with her in the hospital and then took her home and it was just like i can like i can save you. yeah and she was super young yeah. so maybe she didn't play that in her mind at the time like oh he might already be kind of a pedophile but do you think maybe she never shared her past because if he would have known like because it was very obvious to us like what happened after we got right, the whole right, background right. so wouldn't he have known that she would have caught that shit either he thought that she i'm sorry he either thought that he had scared abigail enough to not ever speak of it or rachel never told him I'm kind of thinking she never told him me too because she wasn't very trusting no so the most logical in my head is 
she never told him, and then he started it. Mm-hmm. And even though she kind of beating herself up for not recognizing the signs, right? But as soon as she did, she, she went like, into like mama mode, mm-hmm. protector. And she already had a, a huge mistrust for cops, so it makes sense that she wouldn't go to the cops about it. And at that, not really trust her own husband, who was what a DA. Oh, he well, not at the time he was. Uh, doing his own practice but he used to be a da okay so he still probably had connections yeah absolutely still Um, that that fear from childhood absolutely yeah Mm -mm -mm. so yeah um okay have a question yes go for it so what were okay so we knew sophia rachel and abigail same fucking person but for the most of the book we thought of them as three separate people yes we did we did i did yes Okay, so what were your impressions of each persona? I thought it was really interesting. Like, Rachel was a very housewife, a really caring mother, mm-hmm. went through a lot of grief, got stabbed, you know. Um, Sophia was this elusive blonde that went fucked to white and then killed him. And then Abigail was this very abused girl who grew up and took on a career route that she had really had no choice to do anything else. Yeah, one she hated, but she's like, what else am I going to do to survive? But how incredible is the character of Rachel overall yeah. to be all three of those personas in one and still be a badass bitch? Yeah, and honestly, it was Abigail the whole time. Yeah, because she was just shining through. Yep. And the I think Sophia was also a very kind of badass bitch persona. Oh, yeah. Um, Sherry drink. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because she just owned her sexuality. She was the dominatrix. Oh, girl. She got what she wanted. She was like, you, no, 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 no. You don't run this show. I run this show. Mm. You show Mm. up when I tell you to show up. Mm. You do what I tell you to do. (laughs) Preach it, Nicole. (laughs) That, that would be if I had to go down that career path Mm -hmm. that's the strong ass bitch i want to be yes because she was uh in charge exactly i liked it and then i have one more question for you and then i have my what would you do's okay before we get into that okay it's not really a question i just had some thoughts on her attempt to frame dwight really i found some flaws in it can we talk about that real quick okay because you miss forensic evidence yeah so, okay, here are my thoughts on her attempt to frame Dwight. Okay. So, she places fingerprints on the hammer and knife prior to killing Adam. Right? Yes. Then, she had to actually use either the same hammer and knife or ones that were exactly the same. Similar. Mm-hmm. Either way, she risks removing the fingerprints. And, if you... And you can't just take a knife with fingerprints on it and place it in the blood because you'd be able to tell that it was just placed there and not actually used. So how did she overcome that? Mm, that's a good one. You know what I mean? No, I got that because the smarter thing would I do, what I do, I can't talk, I know, would be to use the weapons first with the gloves on, uh-huh. have the, the blood on the weapons, have the impact on the weapons, and then take the severed hand. Put the fingerprints wrap it on around. it after. And then it would already be covered in blood Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and be foolproof. 
And maybe even cover the hand, the the severed hand in Adam's blood before putting the make it like more smeary. Yeah, yeah, more elusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they never really touched on any of that, but I noticed those issues. Like you can't. Okay, so she used a different knife and then tried to replace the one that she had the fingerprints on. But and which one did she stab herself with? I don't know. Okay. So I wasn't the only one confused by that whole so there's stabbing there, of the window, too. There are flaws in this. Sure, yeah. Because was the idea in itself brilliant? Yes. Yeah. But I Poor feel execution. like the execution, I mean, obviously she got away with it in the end. Which is coming up to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I feel like we are missing some details. It could have just been a stylistic choice of the author or just it could have been lack of experience with that forensic evidence. They didn't know who they were dealing with. No. And then I would break it down that far. No, and I think that's perfect. <laughs> which, um, now that we know this is the third book, which is kind of funny, and I want to go back and do the first two. We, we definitely do need to Even do if them. we don't make an episode of them, I still think we should go back and read them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if this is maybe a theme we find in the other two books, too, because it could just be an inexperience with Or maybe there's going to be a fourth book and all my answers will be questioned. All my answers will be questioned. All your answers will be questioned for sure. (laughs) But I think the best answer to your initial question is to go back and read the first two, see if it's a theme with the author. Yeah. If not, it could be answered later or it just wasn't caught and thought through or we missed something. All right, cool. Cool. Okay, so did you say you had one more question before the what we Yes, and this is the perfect, it goes right off what you just said. Okay. So were you surprised when they couldn't uh, connect evidence to Rachel? And did you want her to get away with it? Oh, man. that I might as well just ask you my last question. Cause yeah, let's just very, fucking discuss it. Let's we're, go. We're in each other's heads. Let's go. You know, they're the same. So my last actual question for you was, how did you feel about Rachel getting away with a murder? Did you like her as the bad guy, as you have liked others? Oh, I fucking loved her. <laughs> fucking loved her. You go, girl. Okay. Go, pal, work. Sorry. Okay. So you first. For the majority of the book, I'm wanting her to get caught because I didn't know the why, and I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know she was Sophia, and she was Abigail. It was just so much. It was just like, oh, these characters, what's going on? And honestly, I didn't even know that I wanted Rachel to be caught. I knew I wanted the killer to be caught Mm -hmm. and i and detective valerie she did a good job although eh, as a person i don't i don't think i liked her that much i just don't see how i know we've already talked about it but how can a detective go off all on their own and do all of this it was weird some of the things she was doing was very illegal Uh uh-huh so mm, just not Mm. as plausible but anyways it's a it's fiction can you reread your question so i make sure i answer yes so the first part which you kind of skipped over is were you surprised that they couldn't connect the evidence to rachel okay yes because probably what we just touched on the whole knife evidence Mm -hmm. i feel like something there was missing you you either wouldn't actually have his fingerprints uh, by his i mean dwight's you would either not actually have dwight's fingerprints on it because in the act of her using the knife to stab wearing gloves mm-hmm. she would have wiped them off because blood is slippery your hand's gonna slide down the knife you're yeah gonna, you're gonna end up even with gloves on you're gonna end up with your own blood on that knife mm-hmm. but in that point she did stab herself with the knife 
So I guess you would expect to have Rachel's blood on it. Yes, it's just more or less this strange I'm, phenomenon of the fingerprints. It's the fingerprint thing. So I'm just I'm just working it through as I speak out loud. Yeah. So okay, so maybe her own blood on the knife is not going to be surprising. Her fingerprints not on the knife. Well, she wasn't supposed to have stabbed herself. That makes sense too. Um, wait. So I guess no. I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised as soon as she looked at like like Valerie in the eyes and said, "You're not gonna get me for anything." I thought I was surprised, and then I started talking it out loud, and I'm like, "Actually, she covered her tracks better than I thought." (laughs) So I did you so. In the beginning, when you didn't know it was Rachel, you didn't want her to get away with it. But when you found out it was Rachel and the reasons behind it all, then I wasn't that mad about it. I was all behind it. And yeah. I was just like, girl, you protecting your, your long cub. Yeah. And- once you learn, okay, once you learn Sophia is Abigail, you feel for Sophia. Yes. Abigail had a shit life. Sure did. She really had no choice but to grow up and do what she did. And then you learn Rachel is Sophia and Abigail. Which makes a lot of sense. It does make sense. Because of the way she always said that, like, my daughter changed my life around. Mm -hmm. Which should have been a huge indicator from the very fucking beginning that this was all the same fucking person. But we just didn't. But we didn't know that Abigail got pregnant. We didn't. So it, it makes sense at the end. At the end, yes. Yeah. And then when you learn that Adam was fucking sexually abusing Elspeth... Then obviously, you know, you know that Abigail, Sophia, Rachel, they were raped by a fatherly figure that was also in the, like, the also police a world. Cop, yeah, also like law enforcement. It makes a hundred percent sense that Rachel would be like, "You don't get to live," and I and she's protecting her daughter, and I can't really be mad at that. No, you go, girl. You protect your lion cub. Exactly. You mama. Exactly. So, am I mad she got away with it? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to... That was pretty heavy. Yeah. So, you're going to start with the what would uh-huh. you do? So, mine are kind of interesting today. First off, it's not really a question. It's more of a point. Okay. Why do all the Rachels in the books we read love wine? <laughs> all of the Rachels. All of the time. I mean, who doesn't love wine? I know, but like, how do we always find the books? That one of the main characters love wine. Like, that's phenomenal. I mean, that is awesome. But also, I think this is only the second Rachel we've had. I don't know. But still, but Rachel, also, wine. Anna uh-huh. loved wine. Uh-huh. Nicole loves wine. Uh-huh. Megan loves wine. The The book I'm reading right now, which is coming up for us, uh-huh. main character loves wine. What's her name? Uh, fuck. Um, I don't remember. It is Louise. Louise loves wine. You know what? I'm just sensing a theme that we love wine. Uh Uh-huh. And so we picked books with wine-loving women. Oh, we didn't even know this was picked for us. We didn't, but I'm just saying. They just (laughs) are coming to us because we love wine. We love wine. That the books we read have wine-loving women. Wine, wine, wine. That's just clink. Wine, not. (laughs) A nice, hard, metal clink. All right. I only have two for you. Yeah, no, I have two other, like, legit, what would you do? But, yes. All right. Here's mine for you. If you were in Abigail's shoes and woke to find your mom had overdosed, would you run away like she did or would you call for help? Well, if I had the same situation that she's gone through knowing that the help is what 
the is under the same umbrella of the guy that's been raping me, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to run away. I think that was the smartest choice on her part because she probably wouldn't even be living yeah. after that. Or she would have been in the sex trade business. He would have done something more extreme because there was no mother to kind of look out for her daughter. Yeah. So I can't blame her. I would have run away. You? Would you have ran to the pimp? So that he did use her. He did put her in the sex trade business. Mm, I don't know. Would you have run to him or would you have tried to just run away and try to make it on your own? Somehow? I would have tried to make it, make it on my own. I yeah. thought the I didn't I didn't realize she was going to go to her the pimp in the moment. I thought she was just trying to get out of everything, especially because she saw what that business did to her mother in general. Exactly. So I would have tried to run away and just start completely fresh over new so fresh and so clean, clean, clean. Yeah, I think I would have tried that too. Like, if I despised what my own mother was doing, I, I would have ran away and tried to do whatever I could to make it in a completely opposite yeah. way. Cool. What would you do if you found a body? Dun, 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 dun. A body anywhere? Yeah. Just, just like the some of the characters, just like they found, they were walking the fucking dog. They found a got, they found a body. They are always walking a dog. Have you ever watched Forensic Files? Almost every story starts with a woman was walking her dog and found a body. So I guess you need to get a dog for all that to happen first, right? I don't have a dog, so I feel like my chances are slim that I'm going to run across a body. But but if I did, if you did, okay. First off, I will probably have the thought, hey, that looks like a mannequin. But guess what? It's never a fucking mannequin. Never. Because that's another common thing I always hear in true crime stories is, I thought it was a mannequin, so I went over to it. It's never a fucking mannequin. Just just (laughs) notice that you see the human-like qualities that are too much like a human-like quality. It's a body. It's not a mannequin. Yeah. Um, If I found it, okay, so I'm a morbid, twisted true crime lover we know we know and i mean if you've listened you you should should know know. you should know you should know so part of me would like to find a body oh yeah we've we've talked about it before i feel ashamed like that's why i said my voice is all weird i feel ashamed saying that but i think the reality of finding one it would hit you harder than you realize yes i would be freaked out i would just I would back away immediately. I might be sick. I don't know, but I would just have to call for help. But you would know what to, like, your instincts would kick in. Like, all of your forensic file training would come together all at once. Yeah, and I'd you be would be like, know, don't like, touch anything. Don't get know closer. Not to do, yeah. I would exactly, I would immediately call the cops and. Yeah, because and if your them. DNA is, like, anywhere that's not normal, then you're a suspect and blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Blah, so, blah, blah. yeah, there's, there's the morbid part of me that's like, oh, that'd be cool. But then in real life, I'd be like, oh, that was an actual human being, and now they're dead, and somebody I would obviously probably, killed and uh-huh. dismembered, or not dismembered necessarily, but discarded them is what I was trying to say, like they're trash, and I think in reality, I, it would hit me very strong. And like, Oh, all the mental problems, for ugh. sure. I know I'd be going through a lot of mental issues. For sure. I wouldn't have been so brave. I probably would have run away screaming first, because like, the body's uh-huh. going to get up and come run at me like a zombie. <laughs> But I'm going to go, like, running and screaming, and then I'm going to catch my breath and then realize what I just saw and then, like, immediately do the steps you just said. Exactly. But I'm going to run away first. I mean, I might run away. I don't know. I just know that 
I, I would make sure that I had the authorities out there. Like, I wouldn't yes. just not do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Here's my last one for you. Okay. Bring it. Could you beat the shit out of yourself enough for hospitalization to make everyone think you were attacked? Hell yeah. You could? I could. If it was for a ser- if, if it was for a reason as serious as what Rachel did for her daughter, absolutely, I could do that. It would fucking hurt, and I would. the The problem is, is I'm over planner, so I would probably plan it too perfectly, mm-hmm. and I would try to like fix it as it happened. I would be really hard to let lose control. And, like, stab myself that many times to where, like, I couldn't do anything to like, save myself unless calling the cops. I feel like what's crazy is she did do she did do that. She, she did. Like, she beat herself so much that they almost thought she was going to die. Yeah. I think my flaw would be I couldn't get myself to that point. Mm. I would want to get it to a point where I could still make sure I didn't die. I wouldn't yeah. be able to do the life or death teetering. Yeah. I feel like that would be where I would draw the line. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't do that. But also, I mean, if I was in this situation mm-hmm. and all this depended on this part of the plan, mm-hmm. who knows what I could do? I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I don't enjoy pain. I don't. No, I don't either. I don't like. Um, I don't like to be cut. I don't like any of it. Blood doesn't bother me. Like I'm not like afraid of blood or anything like that. But. To inflict that much pain on myself, I don't think I could do it. I'd have to give myself a real pep talk. Like, all right, bitch, we're about to do this, and <laughs> go! <laughs> you know? I mean, I've never been in a situation, I've never been, I don't have a daughter or son or anyone to like that I would feel that protective over that I would need to do that yeah. for. So maybe I just don't have that instinct. But as current me, I don't think I could do it. Fair enough. Current me, probably not. Current me with the problems that entailed in the book, maybe a little bit more. Well, I guess I'm I'm not even I'm not thinking about the book. I'm just thinking about my me as a real person. With if my, I was wronged enough, why not? Kind of makes me scared. I feel. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, to lighten it back up, the last question we have: What would your Forget, the the appropriate term for this is, I'm sorry if I mess it up, night worker? Sex worker? Sex worker. Okay. What would your sex worker outfit be? Oh. I want you to describe your outfit, girl. I think it's hanging in my closet. <laughs> oh, but our listeners don't know what that dress looks like. I okay. think you need to describe it. Okay, I will. Okay, so think um, spaghetti, like this skinniest of spaghetti straps like the moment something's too heavy they're gonna like pop off yeah okay the top part that like covers your boobs is black full cut boob coverage you see like cleave oh it's a real low cut there's oh. a lot of cleavage okay. so you get to imagine but you get to see yeah you gotcha. get to imagine. there's a lot of cleavage it's black um and then from right under your bust mm. down mm-hmm. which down is like right below crotch level. It's not very long. Oh, so you bend over. It's all like a crotch show. Oh yeah. How fun! You you wore this dress when I dressed you in eighties gear. 
No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, you did. You oh, put I it did. on. You did. <laughs> I was like, no, bitch. You put your dress <laughs> on. JK, it was me. Also, I wore this as my hooker costume for Halloween. And I also wore it on a cruise as a cute dress. So, you know, She whatever. just made sure not to bend over in public <laughs> without something underneath okay, her dress. Let me, let me finish them. Okay. Okay, so after the black bust, um, it's like a purplish, magenta-ish Mm-hmm. But then it's like got all these other like pinks. It's like or, a purpley coral, but it's got like the stripes, kind mm. of stripes, and it's real short. Yeah, like the real but the short. main background color is like a purpley magenta ish color, but then it's got like these black and like coral like kind of colors splashed through it. It's super short, like I said, like it comes right below crotch level, um, and it zips up in the back. And, you know, I just, I hate wearing bras, so I just don't wear a bra with it. Guess fuck it. And guess what? You throw on some fishnets with that and some knee-high leather boots. Damn, you ready? Go, girl. And it's in my closet. All, a, all of those things. It's are, a mic drop. All of those things are in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> mine's mine's kind of similar. <laughs> fishnets for show. Uh-huh. So, like, um, when I got out of, in my high school days... Something that was coming in um, pretty popular was fishnets, but with designs in them. Okay, yeah. Like, I had, like, zebra print fishnets or, like, cheetah print. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely think I needed, like, a pair of those on, right? Uh-huh. Because, duh. And then, also, what was really popular was, like, fabric cotton pencil skirts. They, okay, yeah. They were, like, you know, real stretchy, but you can make them real short. Yes, yes, like yes. Like, real short if you wanted to. Right, because you could pull the waist of those up to right below your bust. Hell, yeah. So, that, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, I feel like the top, you know, you can do tube top, halter spaghetti top. strap, halter, you know, one honestly, shoulder. if you have a pencil skirt going right below your boobs, you could even wear, like, a, a really sexy bra. Oh, maybe like just like a corset top. Yeah. And then uh, high heel boots. Would you do the hooker boots or would you just do like stripper heels? Oh, see, I think I need the whole boot because me personally, I can't walk in heels. I'm already (laughs) 5'8", which I call myself an Amazon woman because I have really long legs. And growing up, you wanted, I wanted to be like the short girls that could wear the beautiful heels and be the t- the just the height I was, mm-hmm. but I put on fucking heels and I'm like six foot, Same. six foot plus. I mean, I'm five seven, but even when I put on, if I put on two or three inch heels, I'm almost the height of my husband. Exactly. And it really throws off your hand holding game. It does. And so I've gotten rid of a lot of my like really tall heels because I thought I was real cool. Also, they're so uncomfortable. Oh, they're so uncomfortable. I refuse. I love just flats, even without the tallness factor. Um, they're so uncomfortable that I just refuse now. I will not wear Ooh, heels. I won't either. I have some. I have, like, the cute booties that are not supposed to be so, like, hard on your ankle. Mm-hmm. Don't wear them. No. What did I wear for prom in my wedding? Toms. Why toms? Because I'm close to the ground. I wear flats and flip-flops. That's it. Sometimes, I, like, the little ankle boots, I have, like, the tiniest little, like, heel, but they also, like, don't hurt because they have the, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just have no room in my life for discomfort. No. Fuck it. Plus back problems. Like if I wear heels, how? Who am I trying to impress anymore? We're already married. We're already married. You already think I'm hot. I think you're hot. We'll get married one day. Will thinks I'm hot. Whatever. 
Corey thinks you're hot. Who the fuck cares? All I have to do, literally, literally now, all I have to do is just like twerk, sh- twerk, <laughs> show a shoulder. You know, like it doesn't take much. No. For magic to happen. <laughs> exactly. So you don't need to be uncomfortable. But all you girls out there trying to get a man, you work, you work those heels. Look, if you love the heels, we're not trying to. We're not bagging on you. It's just not our. We're not trying to bash heels and discomfort. Because they're so cute. Okay. I am bashing discomfort because fuck that shit. But heels are adorable. I wish I liked them. There are some women who wear them all the time. They're like, oh, you go, girl. They don't bother me. Mm. I wish. I wish they didn't because they are really cute. I just can't. And I won't. I go through the store and I'm like, (laughs) I wish. I wish. I wish. I would break my fucking ankle if I wore those. But they're cute. They are cute. But no, I can't do it. And I refuse. Mm, No. Okay. I think we've talked long enough. This was a good book. We should wrap this Highly up. Highly suggest you listen to the first two before you go to the third. Oh, yeah. We had no idea that no. we were starting, like, in the middle of the series It still or made whatever. sense, though. It did. So, hopefully, the rest of the series is that same way. Like, maybe they're, maybe the, the other stories will give you more background on the characters. Yeah. But the story itself, you don't need to read the others. It's kind of like, like the Butterfly sense. Garden. Like, exactly. they have, like, the same recurring characters, but this, the, the murder. Right. The... If you Whatever started, happened is different. If you started with summer children, you wouldn't like be confused. Mm, yeah, you would have that one. No, you wouldn't. That's the last one, though. No, it's the third one. Oh, fuck. Huh, okay. <laughs> if you read Roses of May, that is a pretty, pretty clear cut its own. That's the second one. Uh-huh. Summer, they're all their own. Yeah. I mean, sure, the characters make more sense if you read them all in order. But I still think they stand alone just as well. That's very true. And I feel like that's probably how this series is. I hope so. Now we have to. But yeah. It's inevitable. We're going to have to go back and reread. And we didn't do it in, or- in order, but maybe down the line, maybe you'll hear us talk about the first or second book. Because <laughs> now it's a big mystery. It is. All right. Um, but what what you will... What you will hear from us next week is a bonus. Bonus. So play along with us and pour yourself a huge glass of wine and let's get tipsy together. Yeah. Um. Well, oh, wait, where, where can, can they, they reach us? <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Um, so you can totally reach us at readaroundtherose at gmail.com. Read around the rose Facebook. And read around the rose Instagram. And if you notice recently on our Instagram, we've been posting what wines we've been drinking. Um, I guess more than pictures of us because during quarantine time, y'all, um, s- pictures are a little harder to come by because we're not that cute. We're not that cute. But <laughs> we're going to try to incorporate, um, you know, pictures of the wine we're drinking along with pictures of the book so that you get a kind of a glimpse of both. And occasionally we'll splash in. Our, fa- our faces yeah because i know them. you miss that right <laughs> but um i guess um oh again also oh yes shit yes itunes please rate and review us rate us we want that really will help if you do rate and review us it'll push us up into like the like new up-and-coming podcast yes it will help get our numbers up i mean we don't give you any ads or commercials right now you just get to hear our beautiful we are doing this all for free so any type of promotion ad you know reviewing rating it really would help just get our name out there absolutely 
Um, and so, we loved for you, like if you've listened to a couple of the books that we've done, we want to hear some of the questions you may have or your responses. Yes. Because as we've talked about before, we'd love to have a listener episode. This book was actually, ac- uh, not accidentally, <laughs> actually recommended to us by one of our close friends, Christina. Shout no, it out. wasn't. No. Who no. was it? We talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Oh, my bad. This was came from our number one fam, Sherry. I'm so sorry, Sherry. I love you. <laughs> yeah, Sherry recommended this you to us. You badass bitch, take a drink. So we read it and drank and drank. We read it and drank it. <laughs> we read it and we drank it. All right. Well, I think that's the best place to stop. Anyways, contact us, Instagram, Gmail, Facebook, with your questions. Rate us, review us on iTunes. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay!